Today's reading is from the first book of Kings, chapter 19, verses 1 to 8. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah, saying, So may the gods do to me, and more also, if I do not make your life like the life of one of them by this time tomorrow. Then he was afraid. He got up and fled for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah. He left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a solitary broom tree. He asked that he might die. It is enough. Now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the broom tree and fell asleep. Suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Get up and eat. He looked, and there at his head was a cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. He ate and drank and lay down again. The angel of the Lord came a second time, touched him and said, Get up and eat, otherwise the journey will be too much for you. He got up and ate and drank. Then he went into the strength of that food for forty days and forty nights, or at the Mount of God. These days, <clears throat> I don't follow uh, the lectionary. Uh, the lectionary is the, uh, what the world churches uh, uh, use. 
uh, it is a kind of system of the collection of the scripture passages uh, to preach every Sunday. Too bad that they don't give sermons. They just give scripture passages. Last 23 years <clears throat> at this church, I follow uh, the lectionary. But from uh, July this year, I've decided not to follow uh, the lectionary. The reason was that I wanted to experience the moment where the world we live in meets the word of God, the scripture. I want to capture that moment where what I experience in life beats what I experience in the scripture. I want to capture that moment. The scripture that God gave uh, to me this week was the story of an angel who took care of the prophet Elijah. Just before this story, Elijah fought with Baal prophets, the false prophets on Mount Camel. He fought off 450 false prophets all by himself. Elijah was a powerful figure in Israel's history. When you talk about prophets, it is Elijah. He was a representative person of uh, the prophets. prophets. He, brought, he even brought down fire from heaven. But after this, the king Ahab's wife, Jezebel, was very angry because she was the one who brought all these false prophets to Israel. And she was angry that Elijah killed them all. And she was wicked, and she wanted to kill Elijah. And that's what is captured in first two verses of the scripture uh, that we read today. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with a sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So may the gods do to me and more also, if I do not make your life like the life of one of them by this time tomorrow. Elijah was a strong man, very strong man. But strangely, this threat caused great fear in Elijah. He was filled with fear. He was terrified with fear. He got all kinds of challenges all his life, and he was fine to deal with them and overcame all these challenges. But this time, this threat really paralyzed him and made him so tremble with fear. The writer of the first kings recorded in this way. Then he was afraid. He got up and fled for his life. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a solitary broom tree. He asked that he might die. It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am no better than my ancestors. He's saying, enough is enough. I can't take it anymore. I can't take my mission anymore. I can't take my work anymore. I'm done. Just kill me. Here, I can't go on. 
I realize that that is the true face of us human beings. We human beings are weak. We think we are strong, but we are very weak. We can pretend that we are strong. We can pretend that nothing affects me, but when we really come down to the bottom of it, we are very vulnerable, fragile, and weak. That's why St. Paul described us as earthen vessel that, is e- that can be easily shattered and broken. You know, at times we feel like we, we can do almost anything. You know, I can, I can deal with all kinds of things. I have so much confidence that I can do all things. But when we fail, sometimes we feel we can do nothing. I just don't have any confidence to do anything properly and effectively. We lose all our confidence and say we are completely surrounded by worries and anxieties. Even about life, we feel that way. Can I go on with my life? You know, that's who we are. Elijah was not an exception. <laughs> but Jesus was like that too. He, during his ministry, he talked about his suffering and death all the time. He always said, that, I'll be delivered into the hands of the leaders and then they will kill me. He just spoke about his suffering, spoke about his uh, death as matter of fact. But the night before he died, all of a sudden, he didn't have that confidence. That's why he asked God, can you take this cup away from me? If you can, if you will, I can take it. Even Jesus said that. I think that showed the true nature of us human beings. To Elijah, who was paralyzed with fear, an angel appeared twice. First time, the angel touched and said to him to get up and eat. You know, this touch is a very uh, affectionate word. Uh, I don't know whether English word will capture that uh, as clearly, but in Korean, uh, it says, Orumanja. Orumanja means touching with affection. So the angel came and touched him. And when he got up, there was a cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. He ate it, but he could not get up. So he lied down again and slept. The angel appeared to him again. Second time, that's what our God God does. When we cannot get up, first time, God will send another angel. Twice, three times, fourth times. Elijah, he got up for the second time for us. Until we get up, God will send, send another angel for us 
to get up. The angel told him, get up and eat. And the next phrase is very important. Otherwise, the journey will be too much for you. Otherwise, the journey will be too much for you. You have journey to take on. You have road to walk. You have dreams to fulfill. You have work to do. If you don't get up now, you won't be able to finish your journey. You will give up in the middle of it. You will sit on it. And then Elijah got up and 40 days and 40 nights, he went to Horeb, the Mount of God. As we take our journey, sometimes we feel like giving up. We have a spiritual journey to take. Beautiful journey to take. Sometimes when life becomes so hard and too difficult and challenges are beyond our ability to handle, sometimes we just say, God, enough is enough. I can't handle it anymore. I'll just sit here and whatever. Sometimes we feel like that. That's when God sends us angels. Not necessarily angels with wings and white robe. The angels come in very ordinary people. They don't even know that they are angels to us. They give us strength and courage to continue our journey. When we are tired and drained, they give us what we need. What Elijah needed was not truly the bread or water. That's not what he needed. What did he need? What Elijah needed was that he was not alone. Bread and water are just signs. But by sending water and bread, God showed Elijah that you are not alone. I am with you. You are not alone. I am with you. God simply assured Elijah that he was not alone in that journey. Later, Elijah was complaining that I'm the only prophet that is left and and I just uh, don't know what to do. And God says, clearly, you are not alone by saying through the words. And this is what God said. In the, uh, we didn't read it, but in chapter 19, at the end of chapter 19, this is what God said. Yet, I will leave 7,000 in Israel, all the knees that have not bowed to bow, and every mouth that has not kissed him. By saying it, he told Elijah that he was not alone. There are 7,000 more people who are like you. And also, I am with you. When you're heavy burdened, when you're surrounded by darkness, when problems are too big to handle, when you're tired and drained, when you feel helpless and hopeless with life, God sends angel every time. He never fails it. 
as I look back, I'm sure there were many, many angels who helped me. You are where you are because of these angels in your life. These angels helped you, encouraged you, supported you, empowered you sometimes, and helped you. Not necessarily they gave us big help, big money, or big uh, things. Maybe very small things. They, they may be even strangers that, uh, whom you, you never saw, uh, saw them again. Or the people who are always with you, always with uh, encouraging smile, encouraging words of encouragement. They may be your friends, they may be your parents, they may be your church members. God sends these angels to tell us that life is not just darkness. Life is not just misery. Life is not just cruel. They show that life is beautiful. Life is worth living. And through these angels, we realize that life is worth living. And life is beautiful. And this week, that's what I realized. I realized that there have been many angels in my life. They get nothing from me. But they helped me, encouraged me, and they were very kind to me. Who am I that they are so good to me? Just this week, I got an email from somebody that I didn't meet for 25 years or so. You know, I don't even go into Facebook. I don't use Facebook. It's there, but my face is there. That's why it's Facebook. <laughs> and then, uh, this girl, uh, this one, not girl anymore. Uh, this woman uh, sent me an email, and then uh, she, she said, oh, this, you're a Moksani, you're a reverend, and then uh, do you remember me, and all that. And then it's the one Gonsanim, the old lady's uh, uh, daughter. And then uh, she was telling me that her mother is still praying for me. She, uh, the mother went through the cancer and then uh, she survived. And she's still praying for me after 25 years. She made beautiful nangmyeon for me when, when she was here. And then the daughter saw that she lives in New, uh, uh, New Jersey and then the other one lives in Maryland. And they, they sent me just to say uh, hi, but she still, still prays for me. Why? Last Thursday in the morning, you know, you know one of those days when you wake up, you wake up gloomy, you wake up sad, you wake up kind of, oh, gee. You know, that was, well, Thursday was one of those days. I woke up and, okay, so I went to the dry cleaning uh, to pick up my dry cleaning. Whole full load of uh, clothes in and then as I enter into the uh, dry cleaning, the wo uh, woman, hi. And so she was so glad to see me. Hi, with bright smile, hi. So I said, hi too, right? So hi. 
And then we were talking, and then it was so great just to uh, chat and talk. And when I tried to pay, she said, let me take care of this. This is my gift for you today. Why? On the way out, she doesn't even know me. And why does she do that? Why does a human being do that? Why is she so kind? And then I was thinking about all the angels in my life. And that's how the motive of this sermon theme came. All the angels in my life. And on that same day in the evening, uh, uh, my wife Youngmi uh, uh, went to Ghana to attend the conference. So I dropped her off uh, at the airport and came back to church and worked a little bit. Uh, and then, you know, I got to cook. <laughs> so uh, on the way, I went to the uh, grocery, uh, Korean grocery store. And then uh, I was on the line, uh, lineup. And this uh, woman in front of me looked behind it said, hi. <laughs> okay. So I said, hi. <laughs> I mean, I don't know her very, uh, very well. I mean, I met her a few times in uh, some, uh, some activities. She's not a member of our church, and I don't really know her. And then she said, let me take care of your grocery. And she paid for me. Same day, twice. <laughs> oh, what a treat. And then, Why? Why do people do that? When we look around, there are many angels. Really, there are many angels. Of course, the world is not like that all the time. The world can be a quite cruel place. We all, have, we all feel sympathetic for the Syrian uh, refugees. In Germany, people came out with a big sign, welcome to Frankfurt. You know, when I saw that, uh, there were tears in my eyes. Why do people so kind to those who can uh, be just bothered to them, who can be even dangerous? But on the other hand, there is also a reporter like the one who kicked the young refugees and the same woman tripped the father who was running away with a son. The reporter was fired. And the man who was tripped and fell, you know, he got help from a nice guy in Spain. He, the guy was present of private soccer school. And then he heard the interview of this man who was tripped and then realized that he was, a so he was a soccer coach in Syria. So he wanted to help out. So he called a Spanish newspaper and he, uh, he wanted to find out whereabouts and he found that uh, he was in Munich. So he chose one student from his school who can speak Arab language, Arabic language. So he sent him to Munich with all the money. And then he took him to Paris and to Barcelona and Madrid. 
and that's a too small town. And then he paid for all the travels, living expenses, until he got a job. He gets a job. What a nice guy. Do you know what his name is? Miguel Angel Gal. Miguel is Michael. Michael Angel. And when I read that, the article, wow, it's perfect for my sermon. What an angel. It is true that this world is full of violence, cruelty, coldness, and problems. But among them, there are angels. As we, as we met so many angels in our lives, let us be angels to each other. As we look around with intention, we will have many opportunities to be angels. As, a, as we are conscious of angels around us, our life becomes brighter. On Thursday, after that experience, when uh, strangers come or uh, when people come, is it another angel? Or, you know, my life comes brighter. But when I see them as kind of enemies, then we become hostile. As we see angels in each other, our life changes. But as you see enemies in each other, your life becomes hostile. See angels in each other and be angels. Sometimes don't you wonder, because I'm sad, because I'm, un I'm unhappy, because I'm miserable, I make other people also sad, unhappy, and miserable. That's not what we Christians are supposed to do. And I saw some people doing that. For what are you doing that? God calls us to be angels to each other. Let us sing together. Let us have a moment of reflection. Let us look back our lives. Probably there were angels in your life. Let us thank God for them. And also let us also be angels to the people around us.